0: what is up everybody welcome to recruiting is no joke i'm your host joel Algy. if you can get into the chat let us know who's out there always love to know who is listening and as always if you've got questions for the guest or you've got questions about a conversation comments please 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 get into the chat Fabita, good to see you out there. Let us know uh, too, like what part of the world you're from. And uh, if you're in recruitment, if you're agency or internal, I always like to know that as well. Uh, we got a really, really great guest. I want to give a special shout out to our new sponsors, MetaView as well, which we're going to get into. Um, but we're super pumped to be entering a new era for the podcast. Uh, and so we will get into that a little bit more here. But I've got uh, Sile from MetaView. So, Sile, if you want to just kind of give an introduction, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself, and then we'll get into today's conversation around AI and recruitment and the future of recruitment.
1: Nice. Yeah. Thanks so much for having me on, Joel. Big fan of a uh, big fan of a lot of the stuff that you. Maybe everything that you do. I don't know. I don't like not do every stuff. So, <laughs>
2: um,
1: so, yeah. I'm Sile. I'm a uh, co-founder at a company called MetaView. Pumped to be uh, sponsoring this this pod and uh, today. Um, a bit about me, so entered the world of recruiting technology about five years ago, um, been uh, yeah working hard at it, trying to trying to crack how can we make it so that interviews are really high signal, really enjoyable, really reliable parts of the, the hiring process, because my experience was that that was never the case. Um, and uh, what we're finding is that that we can help with that a lot. So what MetaView does is it's an AI assistant for your interview process. We Our product does three things really well. One, it uh, makes it so that you as the recruiter never have to worry about taking notes because our AI is exceptionally good at pulling out the important information, structuring it for you, you know, just the same thing you try and do during the interview. Secondly, we help you with your write ups after interviews. So whether that's passing something on to the hiring manager or filling in your scorecard in the ATS, MetaView automates parts of that too. So you can just focus on the the higher, higher leverage task of actually making a judgment and influencing this person. And then thirdly, our AI just has a really great memory, so it can remember everything you've ever heard from every recruiter. So if you wanna ask MetaView, hey, who was the candidate who asked me this or who mentioned this or who seemed really good at this, you can ask our AI and it will, it will retrieve that for you. So uh, uh, yeah, I'm sure there's a there's a few folks I've seen comment already who are customers of ours as well. So uh, pumped to be
2: speaking with, with you folks. Hey guys, I wanted to take a quick break to mention my sponsor, MetaView. MetaView is the AI assistant for interviewing. It completely removes the need for recruiters to take notes during interviews because their AI is designed to take world-class interview notes for you. The result? You're saved from the drudgery of note-taking and can instead spend time on what actually matters, being present, curious, and engaging with candidates, then making high-quality decisions based on insight, not memory. It also means your organization has 10 times better data about every candidate you speak to because you're no longer relying on people to remember everything that was discussed and submit accurate notes. Unlike humans, MetaView never gets tired. It doesn't forget anything and it structures the notes perfectly. Recruiters at companies like Brex, Robinhood, and Cura describe MetaView as a game changer for their efficiency and ability to have high quality interactions with candidates. MetaView lets them focus on the conversation rather than on taking notes. See the magic for yourself for free on your first five interviews. Head over to www.metaview.ai backslash no joke to get started.
0: Yeah, I, I I love it. And I think I think one of the coolest things that uh you know I've been talking with with your team as well about this is you know, there's obviously a massive fear right now. No, I shouldn't say massive, but there's definitely a fear that AI is gonna in somehow replace recruiters or it's gonna you know kind of take away some of like the key things that we do um but speak to that a little bit because I, I think you know to yeah. me to me i don't think that is is what's going to happen and i don't really yeah. know why people are thinking that but yeah um why i guess why do you think even people are thinking that so i think i
1: think it's quite natural really like people um are usually sort of uh scared of change, um, especially such change that's happening really rapidly, right? Like the, I mean, honestly, I've worked in technology for, for 15 years now, and this is sort of the, the the most rapid form of innovation I've ever seen too. So I think there's like some natural anxiety is okay. Um, I think the reality with um, with the way that AI is going to impact us over the next, let's say, you know, five to 10 years is going to be primarily in take, in automating a lot of the sort of The drudgerous, monotonous tasks. And I think overall, people see that as a good thing. I certainly do. You know, frankly, it's what my company does. So of course, I see it as a really good thing. And I know a lot of our customers like it too. But of course, you know, up until now, it has been people, people have seen it as part of their job to do some of those tasks. So much as they may have been complaining about them, much as they may have thought, hey, I wish I could spend more time actually getting to know candidates, or I wish I could get to spend more time really advising the hiring team. The fact is they've built up some of the t- some of the things they spend time on are some of these things that are going to be automated away. So, of course, there's a shift that's going to occur, and that just makes people a little bit worried. Um, my sort of, <coughs> I'm definitely an AI optimist. My, my perspective on recruiting especially is listen there is going to be some disruption of how people do work this wouldn't be it wouldn't be innovation if that wasn't the case the really great situation that we have within recruiting is it's a it's a it's a fundamentally human focused activity what i mean by that is you're dealing with candidates you're dealing with hiring managers you're trying to match make people based on you know very like a, a sort of really nuanced perspective of whether you're going to be a fit that stuff that's central to the job and that's not the type of thing that AI is touching right now. What it's touching is hey if you need to like put this information in this box over here and make sure you take yeah. this thing and make sure you remember to email this person. That stuff is going to change, but the the crux of recruiting is actually going to stay the same and it means that people are going to spend more time on on that stuff.
0: Yeah, I love that. Well, I've got I got a question here too from Sean. So Sean said, what happens to the data that it records? Where is it saved? Are you able to are you able to answer that one?
1: Yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, it's 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 up to it's up to, up to our customers. So um, the way it works from a sort of a data ownership perspective is that our customers are the owners of the data. So they determine the retention policy. They can even determine like the physical location where the data gets processed. Um, uh, we 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 have um, AI partners, so the large language model developers who we work with, and we have specific agreements in place with them, which determines how they. Well, basically, how they can't use the data that runs through our platform um, for training their models, which is usually something people are concerned about. Um, you know, f- which is fair enough. But uh, yeah, really, really no concerns there. I mean, we have financially regulated organisations as customers, public companies as customers, defence uh, companies even as as, as customers. So um, it's a lot of a lot of people have been through that with a fine tooth comb, and uh, uh, it's not a problem.
0: What What about um, you know, with with the data in terms of um you are making more inclusive hires or making sure recruiters are really following the process. Like how, how can, how can teams use that data to make sure that they're hiring in the right way? And like, what have you seen clients doing? Yeah. Like, I guess, were were there any kind of like surprises with, with the data that you gathered that you're like, oh, we didn't even know that this was happening. And now we're able to kind of solve for this problem. Like I'd love to, love to hear some of those stories.
1: So so the type of data that we find is most impactful is is the type of data that helps make your like tomorrow easier, right? There is data you can pull out around like percentage talking time and number of questions asked and how does that differ from one candidate to the next? But honestly, that's not the thing that really makes a difference. The thing that really makes a difference is when you're a recruiter and you have more time to actually chaperone and um, sort of show the care for a candidate through their whole hiring process because you've taken an interest in what's happening in their downstream interviews. You've been able to engage with the hiring managers based on how they interviewed the candidate and maybe coach them about how, how their interviewing doesn't match up against the rubric we agreed. So it's much more tactical benefit that we're finding from having access to this data that people enjoy the most. In reality, a lot of this aggregate level insight, there's a lot of folks that will sort of come out with, you know, hey, we've got this really big observation that, um, uh, you know, when you talk this much, this thing happens. It's like, okay, but there's a lot of caveats to that data. The fact is sometimes when you talk more than the candidate, that's because the candidate was a really quiet person and you were just trying to bring it out of them. So there's there's too much nuance to some of that aggregate level stuff to sort of give it too much stock, really. What you really want to focus on is given the interview process is a key part of how I'm going to find the best human being for this role in this company, having the game tape and being able to easily find the moments that matter um, and have, being able to recall that, being able to ask AI to sort of bubble up to me, hey, when did we ask this question, um, is much more powerful in a sort of a tactical sense than some of this aggregate level data that people get excited about. But really, it doesn't it doesn't enable you to make the change you want to
0: yeah i mean and, and look i i think when i was doing hands-on recruitment on a daily basis um one of the biggest things that i struggled with was exactly what you're talking about which is you know it's a candidate experience and it's it's like you're having to build rapport with with the other person from just a person to person exchange yeah you gotta win them over like you know small talk whatever it is yeah and then you are really, really managing, like trying to keep them engaged in the conversation, share enough about the role to where yeah. they're excited about it, but you know, overselling it. Yeah, and that's—I mean—you are kind of selling them throughout the process on the position, but you're also like educating them on you know, yes, yeah. what the position is, and you're also asking them questions then to figure out are they are they qualified for it. So yeah, yeah, totally. There's like four or five different things you're trying to get from that conversation, and yeah. I think one of the biggest struggles that I mean, I know I, I, that is one of the biggest struggles I had was just my note taking skills were so poor. Yeah. And so then I'm having to rely really on my memory at the end of it. And, and, you know, and, and I just think like, I just talked to someone today who, uh, or no, it was yesterday. They said they, they got through eight, eight rounds of interviews with the company. And so he's a high level, um, I think he's a CISO and, uh, went through eight rounds of interviews and he said, he just got to a certain point where people were asking the same things over and over and over again. And I'm like, all right, look, if you have a transcript now of what's being said and a summary, you could pass that to the person who's, you know, third interviewer. And they're not having to ask the same questions over and over. So I, I, I think that's massive. So how have you seen it for like, I guess like the metric, which I think a lot of people care about is like the time to fill. Like, have you seen a correlation with like time to fill and just like, even like offer acceptance rate are those are those things that that get uh you know you see a positive yeah. response with so so i would say that,
1: so we, we, on those two specific metrics um offer acceptance rate and time to fill uh, offer acceptance rate um, on average, mileage varies, of course, based on how customers, you know, how, how they make use of the products. But on average, it comes in between 16 to 20% improvement in offer acceptance rate. And there's a bunch of reasons for that. One is actually engaging with the candidate better, getting to know them better, knowing what to lean into when it comes to your, when you're actually making your offer call, right? One of the cool things we see people do a lot is when they're really pumped about a candidate, they're going to make an offer. They come to MetaView, ask MetaView, hey, which what concerns did this candidate raise during the course of the interview right because at this point they probably spoke to you know in your ciso uh case they've probably spoke to seven to ten different people yeah. you're not really gonna sort of sit down with every single person in the interview and ask. okay can you also remind me like or can you also tell me what what concerns did they raise but if you can just ask metaview and it can give you a question an answer in half a second that hey in four of the interviews they raised a concern about um uh you know preferring to work remotely. And that doesn't match up against our culture. Great. Okay. I can go in armed with that information to my offer call and and and, and sort of lean into that, which I think is a really great example of what I meant by like tactical data. This is not, um, you, you, you did a great job explaining there all of these sort of five or six different forces that are at play when you're trying to interact with a candidate. It's really hard for this aggregate level sort of low resolution data to pull that out. What we're about is giving you, as the recruiter, the insight and information you need so that you can actually play that play that role really effectively. So that's why I offer acceptance time to time to fill. Um, what we actually measure more so is number of interviews per hire, and interviews per hire goes down twenty eight percent, which of course is a is that's a proxy. Massive. Yeah, it's massive, and it's, it's obviously a proxy for time to fill. Like, you know, you need to sort out your own scheduling and these sort of things in order to benefit from that. But uh, from an actual like interview hours spent in order to get your, 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 your the right person in, into the company, 28% fewer interviews, which is pretty major.
0: What, what about, um, so is this just internal or are you seeing like agency clients as well? I mean, cause I'm just, I'm, I'm also thinking with like agencies. I mean, yeah. this yeah. is a great way to, I just think about all the conversations you have as an agency recruiter and then just being able to package things up you know, for clients. Yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So, you know, yeah. so we um we've historically been predominantly um like in-house uh, recruiter focused, p- partly because that's our experience too. Like I was in, you know, I worked for big tech companies, and that was my my network of recruiters were in-house folks. So I was sort of jamming with them a lot to work out how I could help them. But um since we released a couple of features around um, generating what we call TLDRs of an interview, so essentially. You know what's that one paragraph summary you want of the candidate um in-house recruiters are finding that really useful too we have this really cool way where MetaView essentially asks you what do you think were the most important things from this interview and then based on that it will generate this like really perfectly written like cover paragraph about the candidate in-house recruiters love it too but agency recruiters really love it because actually putting together that cover cover sheet that cover paragraph about the candidates that they want to put in front of their clients uh really resonated with them so since we actually launched that that was about maybe three months ago uh we've started to get a lot more uh agency recruiters on the platform too and we're just basically realizing this problem around not (laughs) being able to be 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 human in the interview process which is really you know much as so many people will say hey i fell into recruiting or whatever the fact is the reason you stayed there is probably because you like engaging with people getting to know people you're naturally curious you probably like a, an amateur psychologist in some way as well. So the reason you stayed in it is that, but you just, we keep on having all of this, like other stuff getting in the way. Um, what we really realize is, yeah, when you move that stuff out of the way, people can engage more with human beings. They just, they love it.
0: So are people too using it for like, um, you know, let's say you're with a hiring manager, you're doing an intake meeting as well. You're able to summarize that conversation as well. And like, can of use it for marketing tools? I mean, I feel like there's a million different applications yeah. so it's, are people using metaview for that as well
1: so we're totally focused on what matters to recruiters so yeah. like a ma- i think ma- like a marketing meeting we don't do unless you're talking employer branding or something we don't <laughs> really do that yet but there are three three meeting types that metaview is excellent at dealing with one is interviews which is our bread and butter the second is intake meetings that you mentioned so actually make it so that rather than sort of ferociously sort of writing down what the hiring manager is telling you all the while you're thinking, hang on, I think this is like one person on the planet who's gonna match this spec. Like you can engage in the conversation. We'll make sure we gather the requirements as a result of the conversation. So we handle that too. And then the other conversation we're really great at is debrief meetings. So like soup to nuts, start with the intake, run the interviews, do the debrief. That's what MetaView is excellent at if you try and use it for other types of conversations or other non-recruiting related workflow it's actually not so good and that's a deliberate decision by us we really want to be a 10xer for recruiters
0: um so yeah that's our approach no i love that someone just said it, look at this comment too many times a recruiter who contacts first has no idea what the opportunity is or how flexible the company is i find that incredibly use, useless uh, for me and i think but i think this is where like you know tools Tools like MetaView, this is where it can help because a lot of times, like you're having so many conversations. If you are working on a new role, it's hard to keep all of those notes together. It's hard to keep all of the information, yeah. and so just to be able to go through and say, okay, yeah, what about this? Or like a, a candidate ask you a conversation. This is it's a, it's massive, right? And yeah. uh, I guess I, I guess in terms of uh, you know when when you're measuring the quality of these candidate conversations. Um, like what? I, I guess what? What do candidates say about this? Like, I mean, because obviously you got to get consent for candidates, mm-hmm. you know, to, to be recorded. So, does that ever come up? Or because I, I feel like candidates would be pretty happy with this as well. Like they, 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 I feel like it's like an equal playing field for everybody. Like you, you know, every your your re- conversation is going to be recorded. Yeah, so regardless, exactly. if the recruiter drops the ball or they're not doing something right, it's like accountability right yeah, for yeah. the candidate. Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously,
1: you you get different personalities, right? Some people are naturally averse to like, they just want to say no to things. Some people want to say yes to things. And then you get the majority of people who just like take it based on what, you know, make a judgment based on what they're hearing. The reality is MetaView is not like a candidate assessment tool, right? It's a recruiter productivity tool. So whenever you are telling the candidate, which is all done automatically, obviously, about MetaView it's as simple as hey we use an AI note taker to take notes so I can focus more on the conversation and really get to know you better like if it's 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 completely optional so just let just click here if you'd rather it wasn't what we, I didn't use the AI note taker so really easy to opt out about four percent of candidates do but again most reasonable people when they hear that will think well, you know this is in my interest really I, I want to have a good conversation I want to be able to get to know this company and this this person as well so it's yeah we definitely see it as mutually beneficial
0: and then what about uh i, I talked to a some, I forget who it was recently, but they were, I think they're based in Portugal and they've been using MetaView like internationally to be able to transcribe it's for crazy. different languages. So, like, yeah, how yeah. I mean, I was, and when he said that, I was like, wow, that is crazy. World I never World even thought World. about that. Uh, but like, how, so how have been people, people been using it with global recruiting?
1: Yes, yeah, it's, it's so obviously, we're like, uh, I'm obviously, I'm a native English speaker. I guess you obviously, you are as well, Joel. So, if we like Black, uh, We're trying not something we think about a ton, but, you know, obviously these multinational organizations where they may encourage interview. Hey, let's try and always do our interviewing in English because that's the language of business for this company, let's say. Um, And of course, people will try and adhere to that as much as possible. But again, if you're a candidate obsessed person and you've got someone who speaks the same language as you on the other end of a Zoom and you're trying to get to know them like it's just a little silly for you to force every part of your interaction to be in that in some other language that isn't your sort of shared language, uh, yeah. and so obviously people that you know tend to sort of fall into their own languages at certain moments. Make sure they assess enough English. So a really painful thing that those recruiters often have to do, which again we just learned through through deploying Metaview and working with customers, and it wasn't sort of we didn't have this idea to start with is of course what those folks do is they have their conversations in their native tongue, they write down their notes in their native tongue, and then they spend this like massive wedge of time thinking, okay, now I need to translate this all to put it into our ATS or whatever it might be. Um, Or they don't bother and you've just got, you know, uh, a different language in your ATS you know um, so what's one thing that's really cool we we, sh- we ship this probably only two weeks ago now so it's we're, we're still getting like early feedback on it and it's really positive is even if you run your interview in whatever let's say Spanish we'll generate the summarized notes the structured summarized notes for you you just click of a button and you get them in English so actually again for that individual like of which we have hundreds on the platform you know it's not it's not huge but it's still like a good number of people it's just like a mind blown moment where you're getting like a ton of time back in your day.
0: I love that. I love it. Well, David here is that he said trying to create account and it's not yeah. letting me Look, like, this is, I can't, I'm not customer success here, but David, I'll send <laughs> you i I'll send you a link or something. We'll, we'll get to that. But then, take, but then take a note his be-
1: name and send that to, we've got like a little issues channel on a uh, Slack. So I'm going to tell people that
0: yeah, uh, we'll-
2: that is happening. David, we'll get you
0: in. And And even more because his mom's side is from Liverpool. So uh, we definitely got to get him in now. (laughs) Uh, And then someone asked, this is AI note taking for just video interviewing, right? It's AI note taking. And then also you get analytics on on the back, right?
1: Yeah. Again, as I mentioned, I think it's sort of somewhere, it's AI note taking for sure. And then there's a lot of workflow, AI for your workflow. There is some analytics on the back, but again, that's not really the focus it's 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 really a personal productivity tool though, as a recruiter helping you save time so is it <laughs> just video interviewing uh, we also do phone so you can if you if you do interviews by phone that's that's okay too but yeah zoom google meet microsoft teams webex um those those, those platforms too do
0: you have an idea of like how much time uh this this saves for for your recruitment team as well i mean it's big, i guess it's kind of a hard metric to measure but if you would uh Like, have you, have you kind of run that how, like how much time it actually saves recruiters?
1: Oh, yeah, yeah, well, we run it by, um, it's like self-reported. We ask people, um, uh, (laughs) and, uh, it's, it's pretty crazy. Uh, The the median is around six to 10 hours per week that they save. Um, you know, if you're, if you're interviewing, you know, five to eight times per day and spending sort of 20 minutes doing your write-ups, then it saves you, then that really adds up. We actually had a couple of customers who went over that, who said it was closer to 20 hours per week, which is pretty crazy um uh understandable in their case um but uh but pretty crazy nonetheless um so yeah it that's actually you mentioned hey what about time to hire and offer acceptance rate we do watch those things but actually the things we watch closest are what are the actual end users i.e recruiters saying like how much time does it save them how how satisfied are they with the product because the reality is some people get a lot of value out of it saving time for sure a lot of people love it because it changes their ability to interact with the person on the other side of the of the zoom or whatever it is right which is really hard to measure you can't quantify that you sort of just need to go to the to the professional and say hey like do you feel this is making a difference for you how 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 much would it suck if you didn't
0: have this anymore and whenever they say hey it would totally suck if i didn't have this anymore we know we are doing something right oh, i love that well joe said that's great a lot of times my candidates interviewed in spanish and Portuguese. I spend so much time translating the notes to English. Even if you're bilingual, this can save at least an hour per candidate. That is yeah, that crazy. is insane. I love that. So, what's I, I guess what is what are you kind of seeing for for the future, right? You've got the the kind of the no AI note taking saving recruiters time. Like what what do you have vision for? And I, I guess I'm just curious, um, you know, in terms of just AI as a whole and how yeah. it's going to impact recruiting. I've seen a ton. With, like, sourcing, I think that's it seems to be the go to, yeah, uh, for everybody. Like, hey, we could just do the sourcing for you. I'm not yeah. 100% sold on that all the time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but what are some other applications that you think that you're excited about, or you're even just thinking about uh, that you're excited about for recruiting that you yeah. think is just gonna, gonna happen in the future?
1: Yeah. So, we're super focused on interviewing. Um, a couple of reasons for that one is obviously you know that's what we're doing right now we think there's still a ton that can be done to improve it the other is that it's it's really like a bit of a like not to get not sort of get too like mba-ish on it but it's it's like it's really blue water right like there's not a lot going on there's obviously like async video interviews and like async assessments and there's a lot of technology applied to that but actually helping like two human beings connect and get to know each other there's actually not a bunch there and so that's where we are you know we're leading the way basically so the things that within that space within interviewing that we get really excited by one is you mentioned an example earlier where someone um is getting asked the same questions like at either end of the interview, it's like oh God, what am i doing like you know i'm a high authority i think i'm an important person here why am i sort of having these repetitive conversations as a candidate um one thing that we think is going to be really amazing in the future is if you think about this co-pilot as think about it, think of it as like an elite recruiter that's sort of sitting in in all these interviews. And I realized that Joel, okay, he's running over in his interviews. He's found something really interesting about this candidate's leadership qualities. And so he spent more time drilling into that and therefore didn't cover the problem solving aspect, which we wanted him to in his interview, which means now I, as the sort of the AI co-pilot here, I'm gonna tell, I'm gonna inform the next interviewer, hey, quick change to your interview plan. We actually need you to cover problem solving. you've done this before but as a reminder here are the set of questions so i use that example as a way to demonstrate a lot of these friction points because because hiring is such a team sport actually that that's a great thing the downside to it is there's lots of um drop-offs in communication people drop the ball between each other and they don't make sure that the next person has all the context they need sometimes there's just not enough time other times it's just not prioritized so having that always their assistant who can let everyone know through the channel like hey this person didn't cover problem solving make sure you cover this uh, next person hey looks like the candidate started to get a little bit sort of demotivated when we talked about this element of our culture let's make sure we really play up this thing in the next one you know those those sort of like almost like that invisible hand to help just run this really amazing candidate specific interview process while still covering all the competencies you agreed to of course but in the in the style of doing it in a candidate specific way is I guess what we're working on in the next you know it's still a relatively short term the next year or two that's that's really where we're trying to get to
0: man i love that i love it i I just love that idea of you know even just like okay you you didn't cover this or like we got yeah too much of this information yeah but but then linking it to the next person because i I think again one of the biggest complaints you get from candidates is people are just showing up they're not prepared yeah. They don't know, you know, I mean, I've experienced that in, in interviews as well, where like you get there and they're like, oh, so yeah, this is the first time I looked at your resume and I know nothing about you. And you're just thinking, okay, yeah. well, wow, like I, this is the third round. Um, yeah. So that that is massive.
1: One thing that I think might be that folks usually sort of find interesting to to chew on is because um, obviously there's more to recruiting than interviewing. Obviously, we're super focused on that. And we think it's a really important, you know, we know it's a really important part of hiring. I'm sure everyone agrees. But um, if you're trying to think about like, listen, we can't go and adopt every single AI tool under the sun. It wouldn't make sense to either. You shouldn't, right? You should adopt tools that help you achieve what you're trying to achieve. The way that I would encourage people to think about it is, first of all, think about automation. And I'd say that's mainly what MetaView does right now is it automates some things away so that you can spend time on higher leverage activities. So essentially, over the last seven months, the sort of the ceiling of automation has gotten much higher the things that you can automate suddenly you would things that a year ago you wouldn't have thought were automatable now some of them are so it's like your job to work out hey which of these things can we now automate so that i can focus on the more human tasks so that's a sort of bucket one is think about automation the example that i gave of sort of passing on this information from one interviewer to the next that would fit into the, like the next stage of for, for our roadmap and i'd say for ai more broadly as well which is like, is detection so the fact that you have something that can sort of be detecting things like on an always-on basis means that you start to receive, you know, achieve these really sort of tactical benefits. I gave an example of one, you know, telling this candidate, telling this interviewer, the last last person didn't cover this, make sure you do. I detected they didn't cover it. So you should consider covering it in your interview. So I think those are the two buckets that we're most excited about, automation and detection. And then I think the one that people maybe quite right rightly are worried about is when it gets to the recommendation stage. Like, Hey, is AI at some point going to start to say, "Hey, you should really hire this person because you know, because the AI says so"? Um, that's where I think you want to have the most.
0: Um... what would that would that be based on like past interviews? Then, like, I mean, are you able to like track like?
1: Yeah, we don't do that. To be clear, we don't do that. I'm just saying. I think any part of your your hiring stack where part of the sell is this will help you make decisions, um, or like we'll make decisions for you. I, I definitely think there's opportunity there. I, I'm not saying I don't think those things should exist. What I am saying is that is the area that as a buyer, I would have the most, I'd be most, I'd do the most due, due diligence because I'd want to understand, well, how do that. How does that happen? Whereas in the automation and the detection stuff, I'd be a little bit more, listen, this is just giving me information or saving me time or giving me information. I can do what I want with it. But if it's making decisions, then I want to really understand, you know, yeah. exactly what's happening there.
0: How those decisions are being made. Yeah, and, exactly. uh, yeah, no, that's uh, that's and so when I, I guess too, like when you, in your experience working with companies, I mean, how often are you running into companies that just are not even just within the hiring process, they're just not fully mapped out? Because I think this is always something which people, uh, you know, so it seems like some companies are really down. You know, they've they've got the interviews just mapped out, yeah. but like how often are you finding it, like they don't? And then they're using Meta View, they're able to see the notes from calls, and they're realizing, okay, hey, we've got. Yeah, have got some room to grow with this. Like, how often are you running into that? Yeah. So, I'd I say that the, the number of companies that have it like,
1: you know, every interviewer is a trained interviewer, thorough expectations around that when you fill in the scorecard, it's detailed and specifically talks to the competencies you're supposed to. They are, they are like really rare. And I think, obviously, I think that's a good thing to aim for. But I also think it's probably not right for every company to prioritize being that company from the very start, right? There's a point, there's a mature there's a point in your maturity curve where it makes sense to prioritize that. And I don't think everyone should do it right away. So um, yeah, it's definitely not everyone, but I would say that um, that's almost, um, almost one of the benefits of some of these AI tools is that you don't have to be mapped out. If you think about what an A, you know, when you adopt an ATS or whatever, like some, some system to help with your, your sort of, how you structure your interview process, you're essentially like committing Uh, One one or two people are sort of designing the process for everyone. And then you sort of rigidly have to stick to that structure. And so a lot of people, when they initially design it, think, well, I I can't think of every sort of use case here. So I'm just going to say, OK, there's five interviews. I'm going to give them these names and just let people go ahead and do it, you know, because I want to get on I've got other things to do as well. That is obviously not the best way to get. That's not the way to get the best out of an ATS. But when you think about an AI tool, which is very adaptable, the whole point is, it reacts to how you behave, as opposed to you having to sort of like configure this thing in order to get the most out of it. It actually matters less. So we find the value that MetaView brings, and and this is true for other AI tools as well. I'm sure is it sort of doesn't matter how structured or unstructured you are. It's just gonna mm. do the do the dirty work for you. And of course, that might free you up. That might free up some of your time to then get more structured, and that would be great. That's a win. But the the important thing is you don't you don't actually have to like have that structure in place. Before you can get a lot out of AI, because AI really one of the things that's happening is it's 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 managing to sort of even if your data is really unstructured, it can sort of structure it for you
0: without having to sort of like without you having to spend much too much time on it. Yeah, I love that. Well, that's that's super helpful. Well, look, I know uh we're coming up to the end of the end of the time here. So if you uh, you know, in, in terms of of like, People finding out more about MetaView. I know. Obviously, we've got. We'll post the, the website here, and I think someone already did. David had mm-hmm. posted it. Um, what's? Can anybody sign up? Like, give us an idea of like who can who can sign up? Like, how they go about signing up, and then what kind of like the trial looks like, and then yeah. uh, and then we can get people over there as well.
1: Yeah. Um, so head over to metaview.ai. Uh, so I think the the link that David posted is like the actual sign in page. So you might want to check out the website first just to see a bit more about it. So that's metaview.ai. Um, and, uh, yeah, we offer free trials. I think this is, again, this is like a revolution that's occurring with AI, right? We don't expect people to, to put their money down before they've given it a go. So take the product for a spin. If you love it, it's, you can buy it on as small or as large a scale as you want, um, uh, on a monthly basis, if you want to as well. So you should really look at this as like a personal productivity tool. If we're not doing a good enough job, cancel whenever you want. Um, but yeah, head over to messageview.ai, start a free trial. Uh, a good number of you are going to be really glad you did. I can promise you that.
0: What's well, I'm, I'm curious too, like when people sign up for the free trial, like what's what's usually the adoption rate after that? Just out of curiosity.
1: So of the people that sort of actually start, rather than just you, people actually that sort of uh, run their first interview and then run through the, the free trial, uh, 75% of those folks then end up becoming a customer. So it's the vast,
0: well, yeah, the th- three quarters of the folks who who do the free trial that become customers. I love it that's awesome and then what about what about yourself are you doing going to any events this year like where where can people uh where are people going to see metaview where, yeah, what are the events you're going to
1: yeah we've had a bit of an events binge uh recently like in-person events binge recently um <laughs> the second half of the year we're still working out uh, where we want to be physically but we've got a bunch of uh virtual events that we're running too so we've got a an ai and recruitment series um uh, at the moment so uh, if you head over again to our website um, uh, and go to the resources section, you'll see there's there's an, uh, a few events that we're running. Uh, we've got some amazing speakers at those to sort of like real AI experts, but we're going to really force them to focus on the recruiting use case to help us all understand like what does this mean for us. Uh, so yeah, if you're think if you're curious about the topic in general, I'd say they're really good. They're not really like very MetaView specific things. That's more just we just love talking about this stuff. So like you know we we love we're happy to sort of. Uh, host those conversations and make sure they happen. But uh,
0: yeah, I would recommend that. Awesome. Well, look, I'm I'm going to be, uh, you guys can see, I got the, the sweatshirt yeah. here, right here. So I'm going to be going to uh rec fest guys. So um, yeah, I know you went to the one in the UK. How did you find that? Just out of curiosity. Loved yeah,
1: I loved I mean, it. Yeah. I think it's the first uh, rec fest in the, in the U S but uh, yeah, it's like a really, really fun event, like carnival vibes. It's almost like a fest. Like it's a fest. <laughs> It earns the right to call itself a fest, I think. I um, so, and, and, and I would say, listen, there's lots of great talks that will be there. Obviously, there'll be loads of great vendors to go and speak to as well. But by far, the best thing is, you know, recruiting can be a, it's a real tough job, especially the last sort of couple of years. It's been a real, real tough place to be. It's like a bit of a celebration. You get a chance to hang out with loads of people that sort of have some of the same challenges and let your hair down, have a bit of fun. So we definitely recommend checking it out.
0: Do you was that was that talk recorded as well? The the talk that you gave, it was yeah. It's not published yet, but it was recorded. All right, awesome. Well, we're gonna we'll post that link once it's recorded as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you definitely should. Okay. It was, uh, AI
1: will save recruitment. Sort of my my I guess thesis on really centers around this: the fact that recruiting is so human focused puts every recruiter in such an interesting spot for the next few years. Like almost, I would say, a better position than most other white collar knowledge workers because. A lot of those folks are sort of dealing with software day-to-day. You're dealing with people day-to-day. They're not going anywhere. So uh, it's a real great opportunity for 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 everyone in recruiting, I think.
0: No, I love that. I love that. That was the name of it as well. Well, hey, so great uh, having you on the show. We're super excited to, uh, to be partnered. And guys, I will put all of these links in the chat once I get off. And remember, if you want to check out past episodes, you can. They're on Spotify and iTunes. I'm going to be releasing a whole new batch of episodes as well on there. Uh, and then I'm actually gonna be live in two days. We're doing a employer branding um, kind of roundtable, which I'm really excited about. I've got some employer branding uh, experts and kind of legends in employer branding. and we're gonna we're gonna kind of cut it up with the difference between like recruitment marketing and selling and employer branding. So that's a, a conversation I'm excited for. That's gonna be in uh, a couple of days at the usual time uh, of the show, which is Wednesday at two pm. Central um so guys tune in for that and then if you want to connect with sile as well are you in linkedin's best place to go where, yeah linkedin's best, best yeah so just mention in the connection request that you saw him on uh, the show today and uh, and then just be patient and then if you've got questions at all as well you can just dm me I'm happy to answer any of those questions as well so i appreciate you guys and uh we will talk soon i'm going to end this broadcast